Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and this episode, Alex Miller, we are talking about the round four action for the men's competition. A few big games, a few uh, not so big games, blowouts, but it all started on Thursday night with a fantastic affair, my mob over uh, playing the Swans over up in Sydney. Yes, it was a very interesting game. Never thought I'd enjoy it that much, but a fantastic <laughs> contest between two great clubs. Uh, obviously one of your favourite games, Cap, bit of a bit of a rivalry mm. going on there. Um, but yes, great finish in the end. We'll get stuck into that first, but lots to get into today's episode. Yeah, lots to get into. Alex Doherty would have been a happy man on Saturday, of course. The uh, doggies are running down. Look at, the, look at the smile over there. They're unbeaten still. I mean, are, the, are the lids starting to come off a little bit nah, at the start of the season? I wish I could Lid. play North Melbourne as well. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> lids still firmly on, gentlemen, but um, very good to point out that uh, four and zip for the first time since 2008 yes. for, our, for our mob, so it was... Oh, um, all right. So it's a uh, pretty good territory to be in. We were top four that year. So yeah, did you make did you make the prelim that year, Doc? Yeah, we made the prelim only for the cats Ooh. to take us out um, in the uh, the prelim. Well, I don't know if the cats will make the prelim too much this year, but we'll wait and see for that. We'll start the round that was of still course. a long way to go, cat. I mean, it's round four, mate. Well, mate, still have you, have you, mate, this is why this is why the lid's still on. Yeah, we're only round three. four, mate. mate have you have you seen them play so far at all? You seen uh, uh, the cats uh, uh, play? Uh, oh. Don't get uh, don't get me started on Sunday. That was shit. <laughs> Well, we're gonna we're not gonna talk about the cats uh, this week. We're going to thank God. Thank God. <laughs> the first game we've got, as I said, the Swans and the Dons on Thursday night. I was absolutely heartbroken on this result. Eleven seventeen eighty three to twelve eight eighty. Miller, the game sort of had it all. The last quarter, I thought this scoreline does not flatter the Swans. They had about four or five chances to really bury us in the last, and they just couldn't do it. Well. Um, but. Getting over the line by three points in the end. Well, the whole thing, cat twenty eight scoring shots to yeah. twenty. Yeah, it's not a bad effort, and I, I thought. The biggest thing I, I took from, especially the second quarter, mm. from your mob is you took your opportunities when they came. And Darcy Parrish, again, was outstanding. His goal from the pocket, that could be a, that's going to be up there for goal of the year. I, I, I saw that live and I thought that there was no way he was intending that I shot. I thought that might have been Jake Stringer in disguise. I thought, <laughs> I thought hang on, what's he done there? He's, uh, he's kicked a beautiful goal. But I'll, I'll, let's talk about the Dons first because there's lots of positives. John Ridley... Oh, Cat, a man that's beyond close to your heart. I think I might have mentioned... Beyond close. Beyond close. He, 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 lives, he lives in the correct. heart. He lives I, deep I, in my I heart. I mentioned, possibly to you gentlemen, but off air, at least to some friends, mm. Ridley's averaging 28 touches a game at 89%. Now, he was pick 16 in... Or was it higher? Um, might have even been higher. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. A, I think he wasn't a first round pick, Fridley. I think he might have been in that mid sort of Alex Doherty is range. Doc will get us up there. I'm us, pretty sure he was a, a, a top twenty pick. Anyway, he's pick twenty. Up. Pick twenty two. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Pick twenty two. Flew under the radar a little bit in his draft. And you know he's been in the system fourth year now, and you can just see that this guy is seriously one of the yeah, best mate, intercept players in the comp. He played game thirty on Thursday I mean, that's, night. That's the be- be- thirty best thirty game player in the comp. Yes. I mean, yeah. in in history. Yes. Oh, cats already <laughs> not on. Well, mate, we had we had this one bloke back in the fifties named John Coleman who had a goal kicking medal by his thirtieth game. So uh, probably not. I mean, not bad if you can get it. Zach Merritt had a big game as well. There's talk, obviously, about Port Adelaide circling Zach Merritt for his well. Wallet. If they're circling, they can give us Ollie Wines back um, instead. So great, great life for like, I reckon. Or Rosio Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in it. A, in a deal exchange. Parish, who I mentioned. The biggest one as well, Cat. Oh, I saw the difference with Heppel back, and mm. he is such an amazing operator. I love Hepp in the back line. Eight marks. Uh, for I just the love game. him in the team. Yeah, just in general. We look, I, I think we gen- genuinely look more settled, more mm. clean when Heppel's in there. You know, questions around his leadership over the past few years, Doc, that he's almost a bit Piss too off. much of a laid-back sort of player. But I think his style sort of works for us, you know. He really settles the young kids, it feels like. Yeah, he sort of, he's the kind of player that just sort of leads by example on the field. Like, I feel like he can turn it on, though, Doc, if he needs to, yeah. like, yeah. leadership-wise. Yeah, I, I feel like on the field, he, he leads by example. Yeah. He, he's tough, he's hard, mm. he goes when he needs to. And I think it sets the example for all the younger kids in this team, and... Whilst, whilst we're talking about the kids, I think Nick Cox again, Cat. Yeah. Played play another brilliant game. Mate, um, if, if you Darcy don't, again. <laughs> if you don't think I've had that goal of his on replay all week, then you are sorely mistaken. I, I, would, have, I would have expected nothing less from you, Mr. How Cat. How good can Nick Cox be, honestly, Cat? You think about this is his third, fourth game, sorry, of footy. Yep. He's already had, you know, quite a few. He's had 18 touches, 303 metres game. Mm. Uh, obviously a, a fantastic goal. He... 
and seven marks. I mean, there's not much this kid can't do. Like he moves around the ground brilliantly. He's got size. He's got pace. Um, he's kicks are absolutely spearing. Like I think he might be one of our best. <laughs> he's actually. Kicks on the I've team just already. noticed here, Kat. He's had a stat in every category. He's had at least a hit at, a clearance, a tackle, a mark. Um, he's literally had a stat in every category. So yeah. I think that that really epitomizes him, Doc. Is that this kid can sort of play anywhere on the ground, and I think. This year and next year, probably we're going to see sort of shaping up where his best place is. At the moment, I really like him as a winger. How does he fall, though? Yeah. How did he fall in the draft, Doc? I don't know. I'm, I'm just sort of, ask, I'm sort of asking myself the question. I'll raise it to you, boys. When we, when we look back in five to seven years at this draft, obviously it's a really good draft. Mm. Where do we see Nick Cox? I reckon he'd be in consideration as a top three. Yeah. As yeah. a top three player oh, well, he in was, he was like He was picked 10, uh, Cox. Yeah, because so, yeah, it was Reed, then Archie, then... Cox, you'd be thinking he'd have to be at least in the top five at I'm the moment. Top th- I'm going top three. Yeah, I think he'll be top three player. Yeah. Like, I mean, what, you look, what, what, you look what, at the Swans, the caliber of the talent the Swans are born. And you look at what Goulden and Campbell have been able to do this year. You'd have to put them right up there. So is, is, um, as well. he's Victorian Cox, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. Victorian boy. You, you probably wouldn't. Well, we haven't seen Phil Thorpe yet. We haven't um, seen Jamari yet. Yeah, it, uh, that's what I'm saying. In five to seven years, because yeah. by by then we'll get a good we'll get good sample size of a, a lot of these players. Mm. Eugle Hagen will probably get some games at some stage, Gosh, either this year or next year. So. Well, the way your forward line's going along, you don't even need him in well, there. Don't need him. We'll trade him away for a, for, for a number <laughs> one pick next year. Trade him away for the fridge. Oh. Um, <laughs> good news for us as well this week. Braden Ham had another pretty good game, uh, I thought, and he's signed an extension through to 2022. Um, interested that we're going only the one-year extensions with Ham, but um, I think he's deserved it. He played a great game last week against the Saints, Miller, and mm. he's just plodding along quite nicely, that sort of outside player half-forward. Yeah, I, I think he, he was pretty good. Uh, I think the biggest thing for this whole team in particular is that you're getting, you're not just getting what the bare minimum out of players, you're mm. getting a bit more, and that's what yeah. elevates the team to be competitive. And well, you look at there's no better example of that I think than Aaron Francis this year. Yeah. You know, he, I tell you what, he had a tough matchup, and he did a bloody did. good job on Buddy. You no, know, Buddy kicked the three, but I thought Doc the only times Buddy really got out on Francis was when he had him sort mm. of out the back, um, just genuine one on one contest yep. work. Uh, I thought Francis had Buddy covered. Yeah, I thought that, that was a pretty interesting matchup to have a look at because I think Buddy's, I think Buddy was had it had about. 10 centimetres or so on him yeah. and, and probably quite a few kilos. <laughs> I always feel sorry for Francis. He always seems to get the, the rough matchup sometimes yeah. because I feel like, obviously, as you know, Kat, he's probably best suited as a third yep. defender and yep. there's no question about that. But I think he does a pretty good job holding his own. Obviously, Hurley, once he's alive, will be great to have <laughs> once uh, he's alive. back in the team. and. But Hooker, Hooker and Stringer have really lifted up. You're like, yeah, Stringer to me, Doc. I know, <laughs> you, you, you remember his best. To me, he looks like he's getting there. He's getting yeah. back there. Yeah, I, I think last week as well, we, we were talking about Stringer as well. He sort of, he sort of came alive in that first half and then yeah. sort of disappeared. And I, th- and I saw a lot more, lot more of Stringer again on on Thursday night. He's just sort of. He's sort of getting back to his best. He's getting that confidence yeah. up. And he's what I like of... to see as well, five tackles from him this week too. Yeah, very good. I think it's probably one the one real big knock of his game is that he's not he's he doesn't like the hard stuff. He, he yeah. prefers the the stuff out the back. The uh, the old Joe the Gooses, Alex Miller. Yes, <laughs> he can jo- join the uh, Josh Jenkins club. But but he but he he's not afraid to get his hands dirty now. And that, no. and, and that's and I think that's the best thing that your yeah. that your team can hope it's for. It's necessary Kat. when you're playing in a team full of kids who need to. At this point of his career, Stringer mm. is starting to be looked up at as a leader, and he needs to set that example on field for the kids. And I think he's starting to do that now for somehow the first time in his career. <laughs> it's good to see that. Yeah, beggars believe how that happened. <laughs> um, what do we make of the ruck battle, gentlemen? Oh, uh, I, I don't want to say it. Don't make me say it, but I'm going to say it. Just Tom Hickey it. probably played the best game of his career. Just say <laughs> I know. I think he played it last week against us. <laughs> he's had an outstanding start to the season. Doc, I never thought we'd end up saying it, uh, let alone near the Tom Hickey studio. He was leading ga- leading the, the game the, for clearances. Yeah. The Tom Hickey studio. I thought, Eight. I thought Wright held his own, though, in the ruck. Yeah, look, I think didn't, physically... Didn't do, didn't do much in the last quarter, Peter, right? Physically, maybe. Might, might, as well, might as well have a red and black witch's hat there. As soon as, as soon as Hickey got ball to hand, it was Wright might as well not have been there. Like, 
He was he was bloody good. But I, I think take nothing away from Tom Hickey. I think his second efforts mm. especially have improved significantly this year. He it's, somehow it's, has learned how to bend down and pick up the ball. I've never because he never used. So to... is Sam Reed. It, it beggars belief. <laughs> yeah, Sam Reed has entered the chat for Alex Dockerty's <laughs> head because he's in uh, talk about blokes in career best form for some reason. I think <laughs> can take a grab. He can finally take a grab yeah, again. It's, it's weird. without breaking down. It's good to see because I've always liked Sam. I've yeah. loved both the Reed boys. I remember um, it was probably about. I think it was maybe at the start of twenty. 17 or something, Reid looked like he was genuinely threatening to actually become the player he always sort of looked like he could be, and then he caught those injuries again, but yeah, I think if he can stay fit this year, he's not a not the worst sort of second tall option that the uh, the Swans can look at. I mean, he's probably going in as a third target now, Doc, because I'd mm. say Luke McDonald in terms of entries... As you a mean Logan McDonald? Logan. Luke McDonald. Love Laverde. Uh, how, how, how can you mistake Logan for Luke? <laughs> I don't know, because I just remember, I watched the Crows' North game and saw his arm hanging off his, off his socket. Um, Laverde was good at McDonald, I thought. Yeah. Um, no, kept, him, kept him basically entirely off the footy. Just, uh, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about Renaissance players. I think uh, Jaden Laverde is definitely um, in career best mm. form. He saved, well, yeah, he saved his career, really. Yeah, look, the... Uh, the Bill K- Liam Jones about it. <laughs> the Cahill move to the back line yeah. is probably a questionable one, but the Laverde one's gone quite well so far for him. Um, but in terms of Swans players, there's a man who flies under the radar every week, and I don't know why he doesn't get more attention uh, g- generally, Miller. Luke Parker. Oh, yes. My son. Like, oh, my literally, son. he's been playing at this level for about five years now, and he's still doing it. 32 touches, kicked a snag, seven marks, three tackles, six clearances. I could list them off all day. Only in 79% of game time as well, Kat. Uh, yeah. So he's just gone all quietly. I think... The biggest thing about Luke Parker, he also had eight inside 50s, eight score involvements, and eight intercept possessions uh, to go along with that, Doc. But the biggest thing about Parker, boys, is if he was playing at Hawthorne or Collingwood, mm. he would have possibly won a Brownlow. He fe- genuinely should have won a Brownlow. By I, f- now. I feel like we say that every week, though. Yeah. Like, he, he, he's so good at his football. I'll keep saying it until he gets the recognition he deserves. <laughs> Give this man the Brownlow. <laughs> yeah, well, th- this is why we should get a job in the media, because we, we, we cover it from all sides. <laughs> We're, we're not we're not just Vic centric uh, schmucks, the, Schmuck. ch- the Chad as the well. Chad as well. Chad but, but we gave him huge raps last yes, week. We but did. We'll give it to him again because Jesus, kid is special. Uh, he's got something, and there's as we saw it last week in particular, running off Dusty. I mean, not many players have the courage to run away from scary Dustin Martin. So <laughs> scary Dustin. Only two Swans had more contested possessions than Chad Warner. One of them was Tom Hickey. The other one was Luke Parker. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon coaches are genuinely starting to put these kids on Dusty on purpose. Just to sort of give him a taste of it. Lockie Jones was matched up against Dusty at times. I'm sure um, it gets, on you, Friday gets you near the footy. Yeah, um, which, yeah, is, well, that's, which is good. Well, that's true. It does yeah. get you near the footy. Um, I think the revolution or revelation here, boys, has been um, Callum Mills into the midfield. I mean, I cannot believe how many years. I reckon it's been three seasons. I've been banging on to you two chaps about it. Um, ever since we did our first ever episode, the uh, 22 under 22. Yeah. Um, and Callum Mills was in. And I said. Why isn't this young man in the, in the midfield? He's a top pick. He finds the ball. And he now, he's put up, I think, three straight weeks or four straight weeks of 20 plus. Yeah. And, and no one's saying a word about it. be um, interesting what Horse does with him this week. Obviously, Rampy um, coming out. Whether he does drop Mills back or brings in someone like a Melican uh, to fill that void down back. The Pelican, yeah. Yeah, the Pelican. I don't know. He's got options for sure. Yeah, no, he, he's definitely not short on options. Um, honestly, I would not be putting Callum Mills back in defence. He, he, he's, he's doing too good of a job. Yeah. What about Fahini with the, the cracked hand? Yes. Who comes in Fahini? That was pretty stupid, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know how that ended up happening, to he, be honest. he punched something, didn't he? Yeah, no, he, he hit one of the Essendon players. Right. I, I, I can't remember who it was. I mean, he's done well to break his hand then, I guess. Surely Jimmy Rowbottom would be a chance of coming in for Heaney. I'm oh, not sure. sure where he's at fitness-wise. Yeah. yeah that, I'm not, I don't think he's fully son. back. I, my son. <laughs> I rang him. You got quite a few sons up in he Sydney, says, don't stop, you? Stop calling me well, dad. Well, it's because I said, Doc. Stop calling me dad. As you're well aware, like oh, I've said that this, regardless of Gordon and Campbell stepping in, this young core is is the best in the comp. And I said it. I've said it. And and the people were laughing, and no one believed me. And I said, stuff it. Get, stuff yours. Get a get a thing up, yeah. Get get a big dog up. Yeah. Get a big dog up, yeah. Um, because. It's not just those guys, Doc. Think about Tom McCartan, how much of a revelation he's been down back. Sam Wicks has transformed as a player. Um, you know, Logan McDonald, we spoke about, has got a really bright future. 
Justin um, McInerney kicked two goals. I thought he was big. His last quarter, I thought, for him to stand up the way he did, he was one of the players that, yeah, was really crucial to that last quarter charge. Um, but just on Robottom, he is a test for this week with yeah. the knee injury. If he passes the fitness test, he'll be available for selection. Get him in. Against the Giants. Get him in. The only issue I see with that is that, obviously, Haney's a bit more of a taller target um, in the forward line. He's probably that mid-sized, 189, I think he is, um, Miller, so... Robottom might just be that couple centimetres too small and then to maybe rotate someone forward for him in the midfield, I don't know. They could throw Hayden McLean back in. I mm. mean, um, that'd probably be too tall. Too tall. But who are they playing this week? The Giants. Giants. I mean, they don't really have a small defence. Um, no. I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Look, they don't... Yeah, probably wouldn't throw McLean in. I'd hate to say, but Ben Ronk might actually get a chance to come back in. Yuck. Yuck. Um, yes, well, that's a reaction I uh, seeked. Uh, so, <laughs> I think the biggest thing is that we've got to look at the Swans now, boys, as, as a genuine top six they are, chance. They're unbeaten. And if they, the Giants, you'd think they're every chance to get over convincingly as yeah, well this week. They're a big chance to be 5-0. and Sydney, and just just quickly, uh, one player we didn't touch on. Will Snelling had the eleven tackles. Cat oh, Snello, he he was. I, I really love his pressure game. He's, yeah, Snello, he was big last week with his pressure. He was great this week too. I think when we're playing at our best is when guys like Snelling and Dev Smith and Tip and Woody are putting those tackles on and laying that pressure week in week out. Dev Smith looks really fit again, Cat. Yeah, he does. I which think which is great to see. Sad to see, unfortunately, not quite back at his twenty eighteen level quite yet, but I think he's really, really close to I it. I think he's working extremely. hard. Dog. Yeah, I, I, th- I think as, as long as he's showing effort and intent, I think that's the best the best thing that could happen. You don't have to average 25 and no. 18 tackles a game. I mean, Just following up on that with the Swans as well, they also have the, the battered, the injury battered Suns round six, mm. so they are a chance to go 6-0 oh. to start the year. And then they've got Geelong, which Geelong is up there. Geelong at home, I mean, which you'd also back them in at this point at home yeah, at well, the SCG. Dep- depends who the Cats bring back in at that stage, because I think they're, they're, they'll have Dangerfield back in, and I think yeah. Cameron will probably be back in at some stage as well. The big clash is in round eight, D's versus the Swans. Whoa. Whoa. Put, I never thought it, that would be a sentence coming yeah. out of it. They put <laughs> it on a Monday, uh, sorry, on a Saturday night as well, which is huge. It, well, it, it, it feels like it's only it was only a couple of years ago Melbourne and Sydney were playing on a Friday night and we were all trashing it because it was two shit teams. Just quickly before we get to the next game, mm. I want to talk about the rolling fixture. I yep. think it is really good. I think I've. Um, I love it just for for time slots. Yeah. yeah, I think that you have the opportunity. I think the AFL should look into it permanently because yeah. what it does, I think, boys, is if you were to tell me that Sydney would be an exciting young team that had scoring power to watch, mm. um, you would have been laughed off and put them in the Sunday night slots. But yeah, and um, you know, if Matty Rowell had got up, was fit, the Suns would be in some prime time slots, and I think yeah. it opens up versatility, boys, to. Yeah. And the dogs even, Doc, I think, it, it, it. you know, we knew the dogs would be powerful, but all those teams are exciting to watch and um, it really gives good, I really like it. The fact, the fact that we're, the fact that this Bulldogs are Richmond at round seven is uh, it's everything that I want. Yeah, because you got two, you got two of the bi- two of the biggest Victorian clubs right now going head to head, and it's just it's great for footy, and I, and I really appreciate it. But let's move on to Friday night, reluctantly. Yeah. Uh, reluctantly, it was Richmond taking on Port Adelaide at the Adelaide over. It was uh, Port getting up by two points, 11-13-79, beating us 11-11-77. What what do you take out of this game, Miller? Because I think a lot a lot of <laughs> A lot of people in Victoria would have discounted Richmond because of the fact it was a bit of bit of an injury hit list. You're playing over in Adelaide against a Port team who were reeling from the week before. I'm sort of well. I don't know why people were banging on about them at home because we did beat them there in the finals. I think yeah. Port Adelaide tried to blur them out of what's left of their brain cells. Um, <laughs> Port Adelaide meth edition. So I think um, <laughs> look, there was a <laughs> lot, lot to look forward to forward yeah. from Richmond. I think one of the things I think you take from this game is that Jaden Short might be one of the best halfback flankers in the comp at the moment. I mean, it was hilarious. I thought, Cat, I was watching on the couch, um, and they were banging on about Short being terrible now because he actually has to defend. And I mean, 25 kicks from 31 touches. He kicked a beautiful goal that mm. Dustin Martin gave off with the most easing. 808 metres gained. I mean, that's just... That's 300 metres, Cat, than the next person on the ground. Yeah. I mean, that is just ridiculous. The criticism to me about that with Short is just a bit silly as well. When you've got guys in that back line who will step up and will take that extra two-on-one, bite off the ball, chew it off when it's, you know, uh, heading into space. Bashawley had 11 marks. 
uh, in this game. You know, normally he's not a huge intercept player. Like... I mean, the bloke turns 33 in a month's time. <laughs> he's missed the first three weeks. Yeah, he's it's... coming off an All-Australian year. People mm. saying, oh, he'll slow down now. You don't. You don't get it. Basher is just a great bloke, and we saw with that ridiculously bullshit free kick where he got touched off the boot and he couldn't hear. And Basher, instead of yelling at the umpire, just asked him, "What the hell are you actually talking about?" Yeah, it was about? weird. They're normally pretty like pretty lenient with those doc. If they if it's called touched, then they're normally yeah. a bit more lenient with the prior and all that. I think but... that's the first time I've seen them call yeah. on the ball off a touch. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's been it's been a really off been a really off weekend for the umpire um, um, was. Uh, I don't like to go. It was really bad on Friday night, doc. Yeah. I thought Thursday night was pretty shocking. Th- Thursday night was pretty shocking. Yeah. I was telling you off air, cat uh, Herbatron's latest video that was sort of <laughs> yes. sort of outlined the, the dis- sort of out- outlined the disparity of free kicks that Sydney were getting in the free and the the free kicks that should have been to Essendon well, but weren't there. This guy Curtis the boy the ruck uh, the ruckman the umpire <laughs> the ruck umpire. He's actually South Australian. So why is he doing? Doing a South Australian game, I, I don't get. I'm sure he not biased, but just question question mark. I'll raise as well bullshit. out of this game, Miller is. Would Dimmer be looking back on Caddy as the sub selection as a bit of a mistake? I mean, I think you could have used. You ask us, it's always a mistake. You could have used his grit. I would have thought up the ground and along the wing in place of a picket or someone. I think Josh Caddy's the whipping boy. Cat, which yeah. I don't get why, because he's a mature player. He's been through a lot. He kicked fifty plus goals in our first ever flag season, um, and Dimmer's just shunned him ever since. I don't really get it. Um, no, I, I don't get it. I either. thought, I thought the kids that came in played all right. I thought uh, Mansell in particular showed something. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you about him. I thought Ryan Mansell did some really good things with the footy. I didn't think he was going to play halfback either, Doc. I thought he was going to because he's drafted as a, a small forward, so yeah. it's good to see him there. And but uh, Will Martin obviously got caught a few times, but he actually tried. Um, Jack Ross had a bit of an off one, I thought. But I think the biggest concern, yeah, that the sub selection. I think the biggest concern is guys like Pickett. And Nathan Broad getting so much of the ball. I mean, they're just two useless players. I mean, Nathan Broad is very reliable one on one. As I've said, he can defend smalls and talls. But the fact but that. But you're feeling a lot safer with guys like Basher and Short with the ball in hand, aren't you? I'd be safer, Cat, with you yeah. going out, mate, and getting a couple <laughs> of touches in the bank. I'm just not confident. Kane Lambert played. I think Lambert was best on ground. He, he Two goals and uh, 24 touches was really good. Very good crumbing game from him. He was mm. always at the front of the packs. Uh, Dusty was okay. I thought Shy played really well. Kochi got off to a hot start, but quieted down. And well, I, I thought Dusty was a lot less impactful with his possessions. This yeah, week. yeah. It's always the difference when the Tigers uh, go down by narrow margins. Is people ask, you know, well, what was Dusty doing late in the game? And yeah, he didn't sort of have that spark to him this week. But we'll talk about the power as well. It, it's, it's not. It's not like how Patrick Dangerfield goes mm. missing when Geelong lose. <laughs> Dusty it, doesn't normally do that. D- D- Dusty still gets his. Yeah. Dusty, Dusty still gets a say, but it's not as impactful. Yeah, 100%. It, but it's not like it's not like we're you know going to lay blame on Dusty. Oh, here. I think Aaliyah Aaliyah is pick up of the year, boys. You I think... talked about I talked about Jaden Short. Stephen Martin has ended the chat. <laughs> Big Stiffy Martin. Stiffy. Um, I talked about Jaden Short being one of the best halfback flankers, but one of the best intercept defenders. I'd have to go with Aaliyah Aaliyah this year. Like, I mean, the fact he's left the Swans for peanuts mm. is what baffles. I me. don't know how they let him go. Maybe maybe it was a bit of a good faith thing, sort of. You maybe, know, yeah. This year we might see a, a nice little easy trade between these two teams if the Swans are looking for someone or some picks or something like that. But he was actually the only bloke to play a hundred percent of game time, so he's wow. out there every single second. The clock is running. Yeah, that he's is pretty uh, crazy for that, a guy who moves. Huge. Who moves and runs and jumps so much during the game? Like it's a credit to his tank. Like, uh, yeah, there's not many better at the intercept game than Aaliyah. What'd you team. make of your mate Dan Houston? Cat had a pretty good start to the year. Yeah, great game for Houston. I like seeing him sort of rotating off half back into the midfield. I think he's good at both because he's got that pace on the outside, but he's also good in and under, mm. which is not something you see from too many players. Doc able to do both inside and outside and kicking the snag as well was really nice. Um, Burton had a good game too. I thought the half back line. The X-Man, so unfortunate to see Dersma going down post-game. When he was in tears, I was nearly in tears. That was just absolutely... Just just hurt to watch, Doc. I'm, I'm, I'm gutted for the X-Man because I think he's been uh, he's been sensational for Port. Not even this, not even started this year, but the whole... Mm. Since he's come into the team, he's really played his role as that sort of half-forward wing option to really, 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 really good effect. Yeah. And um, 
Oh look, I think was it now? I think he's gonna be twelve out for twelve, isn't he? He's out, out for yeah. a, out for a few months. Was it, was so. it Butters as well? Is the other one that got yeah, injured? Yeah. yeah, Butters had a syndesmosis, I think. So you think Rockcliffe comes back in, boys? You'd have to say because what, what, the what? issue the issue being that the guys that have gone out are more pacey outside. You don't just want to add that slow I would inside push boat tank outside. No, don't do that. No, I you, think you want boat getting contested ball. Well, who do they bring in then? For these idiots, uh, that's a good question, isn't it? Sam Gray? Oh, no, he's not there anymore. <laughs> not anywhere, is he? Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit he, of a head scratch. He's, he's buried in the SAJ somewhere, Sam well, I've Gray. I've watched this Sandful while you boys Yeah, I, I, just, I just want to talk to you, Doc, about a couple of names that I thought were really interesting. They, I, I was going to ask you about um your mate Peter Laddams. He, I think, got a bit of a reprieve on, on, on Friday. I thought he was going to be dropped. Well, he's a late inclusion for Toddy Marshall. Um, he, he was a late in... I, he just looks a bit lost, Laddams. Uh, the stupid tattoos, maybe the inks affected his game. But um, he just didn't play well. Charlie Dixon as well. Uh, people banging on about Noah Bolton getting beaten. But, I mean, Charlie kicked one behind. Um, didn't really do anything. George Yardis had a lot of chances. Docky kicked one out on the full. He, he, he should have kicked three straight. They were pretty easy shots. I, I love the way he goes about it, George He Yardis. attacks the ball incredibly well. You, you, you want you want that from from your kids. I, I, honestly, if I'm Port, I'd, I'd be putting all the chips in on both George Yardis and uh, Toddy Marshall. I think their upside, particularly um, particularly Georgiades, is uh, is really really good. I thought, um, yeah, Burton was really good as we mentioned. Hamish Hartley actually played a good game. And what do you make of uh, actually had a good? What do you make of the forty uh, year old, eighteen year old Lockie Jones? Uh, I liked his game, Jones. <laughs> I, I am thought, twelve. <laughs> I thought uh, he had some really good moments. Um, particularly, there was one passage of play in the second quarter. I think it was where he sort of stole the ball off a short and then set up a goal for the team. So directly involved in that score involvement there. Um, no, I liked his game. He's got he's got a bit of mongrel about him. Saw some footage from the game before he debuted when he was playing in the Sandfall when he was just an absolute tackle machine. He was mm. barreling people over. So it's good to see. But yeah, just looking at the Sandfall here for players to come back in for Port, it's a bit hard because none of these sort of smaller or forward types performed all too strongly. It was mostly the defenders, the leanets that were performing yeah. really well. I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they look at pushing up Burton or... You know, someone like that Brody further Wood. up, further Burn up Jones. the ground. Burn Jones? Yeah, Burn Jones. Can push them up? I don't yuck. know. Woodcock uh, probably gets a crack. Yeah, yuck. Boydie, yeah, he might. Um, uh, Sam Hayes, interestingly, had a really good game in the ruck and also uh, moving around the game as a sort of extra midfielder. Well, unfortunately, he will never play. Yeah, I was going to say, it's t- I reckon it's time to piss Laddams off and get, give Hayes yeah, a run. I cannot believe... Wood- Woodcock, to me, looks like the, the only obvious inclusion out of this bunch. Yeah, I was going to say... I was, ba- I was, oh, Bergman oh, came out, though, last week, Doc. Yeah, I think Bergman should... Is, is Bergman injured? No, no, no he's no, he playing in Sample. Ollie Lord, it get, could be a shout get, to get, get a debut. Get Bergman in. I think so. Ollie Lauder is one that could go into selection as well. What about well. Cam Sutcliffe, your mate there? <laughs> oh, well, you'll find he's not actually on the port list thank anymore. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is, thank Bo- is Trent McKenzie on the list still? Yeah. Mm, yeah, no, yeah, he's still on the list. He's another option as well. So they've got a few to sort of toy around with. I'm not sure what Ken's going to go with. I was uh, going to say, back on Lockie Jones, yes. you, you just you just know that you know this kid's tailor-made for footy. He he, he, cra- he crashes and bashes. Didn't lay a tackle, which is weird. but He look, genuinely looks like a player straight out of the 70s um, <laughs> with the moustache and the mullet and the, the no, bloody barrel build. No, no, no complaints from me. Um, <laughs> seven of his 17 touches were um, contested, were contestable, and he also took six marks, so... He, you just know he's ready. He's, he's, he's got a, upside. He's, he's a ready to go. He's a ready to go player, and I think he just. I think he acquitted himself to the conditions really, really well on Friday night. What about Amon boys? Just before we move on to the next game, I, I love Carl Amon. Big the, fan. Big fan. The difference you think about how far he's progressed was on the outer was talked about getting shipped off to Hawthorne in exchange for a fifth round selection, and yeah. he's really worked his ass off. And I think the biggest thing that I saw in the first half in particular is when he got it. He got it with class and was using it extremely well. So, 25 touches from him, six marks. I love he's just run and spread on the mm. outside. He's one of those players that sort of you're always looking to deliver it to because he's a beautiful kick. He'll, You know he'll provide you an option and he'll work for the footy every time. Um, so great game from Amon. Yeah, absolutely. I've this, always I've always been high on Carl Amon. He's just sort of the the kind of guy that you want with the ball in the hand on the outside. He's very very classy. He get he yes. he, he adds a lot of polish in this team. Does Sam Mays maybe get a crack? Obviously, as the sub as a full time game. Uh, yeah, Mays could in be terms an option of actually. Wise, only, yeah. had, only had one touch in sixteen percent of game time. I yeah. mean, so yeah. well, yeah, he won't be too um yeah. won't be too unfit for the week. The only issue I'd see with that is him being underdone with basically only playing that 
16% game time mm. um, and not quite having that fitness in his legs that he would have gotten playing in the sand for. Oh, well, Josh K didn't get any footy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we'll go to our final game for the round that was the Saints oh. and the Eagles at Marvel Stadium on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Alex Miller is choking over here because the Eagles absolutely choked I'm the second half. choking on my Elliot yo-yos. I'm, 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 t- I'm telling you, boys, they, they, this Eagles team won't be any good come final They probably... Uh, look, I'm not going to make that call, Doc. I think they're probably the most underperforming side at the moment in terms of after that loss to the Unless Dolls. they're at home. Yeah, unless they're at home. Well, yeah, exactly. I, so I, I had the uh, I had the pleasure of attending this game in the media box uh, for the Inner Sanctum. So I was in the pro, pre, press conferences afterwards, and I asked Adam Simpson, uh, "How are you going to respond to losing both your games in Melbourne this year?" And he had a bit of a laugh. Said, uh, <laughs> "We're disappointed. Uh, whatever. We're not too not too oh, focused on that." So, so let's get a laugh. <laughs> If you, if you head on over to the AFL website, you can uh, you can hear loud and clear yeah. Adam Simpson shutting me down on that question. But they've got even more worries this to get week. That up next week. They've got even more worries uh, this week with a couple of injury issues. Obviously, Shannon Hearn going down early mm. in the game. Uh, Simo's already thrown up a couple of names to replace him. The big one being Alex Witherden Miller uh, to come in for him, which would be pretty much like for like replacement, you'd think. Yeah, good inclusion. I think um, a lot of talk about with him in that trade. Uh, you'd think he'd get a crack, and yeah, they, they got you know the Pies this week at home. They, they have to win this. It's a game. big game. It's a huge. They game. have to win this game. Collingwood are not expected to win this game, and I mean we said that you know a couple of months ago in a final mm. <laughs> doc. So yeah. um, it, I tell you what, I I don't even know who who who'll get up in this one. Like like in years gone by, you'd say, oh yeah, Collingwood. Mm. In even the last two years. Every game they've gone up there is like, oh, Collingwood are no good. They they look shot, and they've come out and they've actually delivered you something. I I, I don't I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, Optus Stadium, Eagles work the ground really really well. Got got the home crowd advantage. It's it it's all set up for them to make a statement. Yeah, but it's it, it, correct. So, but you've got the Pies who they they're now on their season's on the line. I mean, if they lose yeah. this game, you, they're not making the A. Season's on the line. I reckon Buckley's job's on the line. Yep. There's a lot running for Collingwood at the moment. Mm. In so, terms of uh, you got the team stats up here, Miller. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I definitely noticed with this, the Eagles ended up comprehensively losing the clearances and the inside fifties. Despite early, the Eagles were incredibly efficient. At one point, they were a hundred percent efficient for I think it was by the end of the first quarter for going inside fifty. It was the second half, Cat. I yeah. mean, we saw the Saints completely change, and it was the Saints that you'd expected um, against Essendon. Mm. The pressure, the intensity, but it was off, and I think. The biggest thing for West Coast is particularly the, the third quarter and the fourth quarter, boys, yep. was the lack of uh, entries into the forward yeah. high. I mean, it, the it, connection as well, I thought. Oh, one of the big things that stood up to me was Nick Nat was probably some of the worst tap work I've ever seen from him. It was going to space. The mids didn't seem to know no. where it was going. They didn't well, seem at, to be communicating. Just, just no communication. No. And this is the biggest thing here, boys, the stoppage clearances. So a lot of the mm. stoppages, particularly in the second half, in uh, the, the forward line of yep. the Saints. And 32 to 19 cat is a yeah. massive, uh, massive difference. So... I think Ratton would be extremely pleased because mm. they dominate the second half. I mean, that was that is probably it was actually extremely funny. I was on I was talking to a mate and he's like, "It's really funny. We've had no big comebacks this year as Saints were down by thirty, whatever at <laughs> halftime." And I said, "Yeah, no, it's really really strange." And is that standing? I mean, West Coast could just not get their hands on it. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think the one thing because I, I I watched that second half at home mm. on on Saturday night and it was just sort of. There just no, there was just no urgency from West Coast. They, yeah. they they didn't want to run with St Kilda. St Kilda were just all over them around the clearances, around the like, St Kilda Why were doing. Why is that though, Doc? You think you know you're in complete control of the game. You still mm. have to see it out. It, I think it, oh. it, it, if if it's not a mental issue, then I think they're tired. I think it is mm. mental because I was watching, obviously uh, watching the game there. Uh, I could sort of see the second half. You know, West Coast are a very disciplined team. Their backline group obviously one of the best structured ones in the comp and everyone was just sort of floating off you know if they weren't guarding space there were two saints players for every eagles player and they'd been sucked up into the contest you know early they were holding their line really strongly and then like you know mcgovern worked his way into the game in the third quarter i thought but just a few of the other guys barass after being really good early <laughs> sort of lost it um, josh rotham had basically no impact after half time don't, don't tell don't tell eagles supporters that they reckon tom barass is the mayor of bloody perth i think yeah, I 
the other thing as well, Cat, is the efficiency of some of these guys, mm. particularly midfielders. Kelly went at 43%. Yeah, it was not good enough. Redden just butchered the ball, always has uh, 59%. Liam flying right. If I hear it one more time, I reckon I'll shove it straight up where it shouldn't be. You could see, yeah. Look, If you looked at the way the way that Battle and Wilkie were playing in the second half, they were just mopping up everything the Eagles were throwing at them. It just looked like a different side come the second half. But as well, looking at the, the team stats as well, the tackle difference was, I think, about plus 18 to the Saints, something like that. And Jack Bytel and Brad Crouch had 19 tackles between them. Uh, so genuine, those two made the difference in the contest by yeah. the end of the game. We had, we had, we had, I was going to say, I was gonna say, Miller, we had a bit of an exchanging of words mm. off air about Brad Crouch's first game, and I yep. thought, yeah, I thought it was, I thought he was very, very uh, lackluster, yep. and you sort of said a bit harsh on him considering it was the first game. When when you when you're a player like Brad Crouch, and I'm gonna, I'll explain it here. When you're a player like Brad Crouch, winning winning the footy at the source, getting clearances, tackle pressure. That that sort of stuff you don't have to learn the structures and stuff to win it Agreed. first up. That's first true. up, that that's just, that was what I was getting a bit yeah. riled up about. Of course, and that's a valid point. And I think, um, yeah, there's no there's no question that yeah you don't need that to hunt the footy. And I agree with that, Doc. I think it always takes at least I still think regardless of what role you play, two to three weeks to get into the gel. And I think Brad Crouch. He has a real opportunity here to, to prove to the competition that he's not just a an inside mid. I mm. think he. I can, think he's. I think he's making his way towards it after this week. He had a really, really good game. Oh, I, yeah. I think he can add strings to his bow. I think the biggest mm. thing for me, Doc, that I want to see from Brad is kicking goals because I he think kicked he kicked one last week against against us. I think he can do it consistently. I think he can yeah. do a bit of a jack steal and and win the ball at the source, but still, um, you know, mm. and talk about guys willing your team to victory. I mean, Jack Steele, the last two weeks has done all he could. <sighs> Did all he could last week, but this week got the reward for it. 33 touches. Yep. A man's man, Alex Doherty's son. <laughs> a goal, five uh, marks, six tackles, six clearances. Mm. I've said I've said before that I think Clayton Oliver is one of the best inside midfielders in the comp, but I think in terms of inside-outside players, Jack Steele would have to be close to the best this 70 year. 70 inside 50s as well. With Brad yeah. Hill, who finally uh, woke up, Doc. <laughs> about, about bloody time. It's about time somebody's told him that, you know, you've got to start earning your paycheck, Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> all, it'll all be a matter of um, whether or not he can keep it up for over the next three or four months. Um, also, Maxi King, our, our man, five goals, oh, two. Up either. the middle to the king. Up the middle. He up <laughs> Matt made Tom Barras and um, Jeremy McGovern look like a ship of fools. I mean, Tom Barras was... <laughs> I don't know if finish the sentence. Dan McKenzie played the best game I reckon I've seen him play. Yep. I, I, I reckon one. I reckon one of these days you and I have to go up to Perth and tell and get to a West Coast game and tell people <laughs> oh, no. why Tom Barras is not that I good. Won't need there's to a couple. Of, there's a couple of cockheads in the forward pocket <laughs> shouting at Tom Barras. <laughs> one, one's got a dog scarf on. The other one's got a Richmond. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> donate any chocolate to your chocolates. A, to a, Tom guy that, a guy that me and you have spoken about a fair bit, cat mm. Jimmy Webster. Sort of. A, yeah. It's great to see him back playing footy. I thought. I think he's been really good. I think him and Sinclair were the two for me that managed to push off the halfback line really mm. strongly. Sinclair playing a bit further up the ground this year, I really like, uh, sort of off that wing. Um, and they both were key to those some of those repeat inside 50s that the Saints were getting, especially in the third quarter. Um, I was really impressed with both of them. And I think they're starting to find that balance, the Saints. For years, Doc, they've almost had too many inside mm. players. And I think now they've finally found that good crop of outside players to add um, and playing them in the right places to add a bit of class to the team. Yeah, well, it's something we sort of touched on when we when we started the podcast. St Kilda's biggest deficiency was that there was a lack of outside class. Yeah. And now that they've got those sort of players that can do the job, they, they, they're actually getting a lot better at... You know, making making a contest of things. They showed it last year when God, it's a it is interesting. A week's a long time in footy. We absolutely sprayed them um, last week, and they get a win back on the board. I tell you and... what, it's very rare, Kate. You see a team battered mm. by seventy five points come out the next week fifty three point turnaround because yep. they they won by twenty and were down by thirty two at one stage or thirty three at one stage. So, and I, I want to mention to you particularly, Doc, because we, we, well, we're all big fans of the barge here, but big, big barge Excuse me, you could definitely, definitely see the difference, boys, with him there. Yep. I mean, his work around the ground is outstanding. He might, I know, love it because he always kicks it into the middle of the ground mm. and tries to stuff it up on purpose almost. <laughs> but he... Um, Get dragged off by Richo again. But I tell you what, yeah, there's something about that kick, though, Doc, that makes me smile, regardless if it turns over or not. But for a big guy to take that on and have that willingness to attack, the 13 touches, 8 marks, and 14 hit-outs, and only 61% game time, obviously coming back from an injury. Um, really great to have him back playing. Well, you want to you want to see in any 
in any team. You want to see players take that risk and kick them and kick it into the middle of the ground yeah. on a forty-five degree angle. That that sort that sort of kick just opens up the entire game. Yeah. And when you, and if that comes off, you're off to the races. Correct. And I think it's always it's just always interesting with the ruckman take here. But yeah. very well, good win for the Swans and just quickly, Saints. Saints. Just quickly. great win to the Swans as well. <laughs> injury news. Uh, obviously, Marshall still probably still coming back from that injury. He's only his first game back, and he might be in doubt. For Saturday night's clash, so we could see Paulie Hunter coming back in. Sean McKern, maybe. No, it. <laughs> Sean McKern needs to be buried deep down in Sandringham somewhere. <laughs> but the good news is that Paddy Ryder is also in the mix for selections. Good, so get Paddy back in. I'll tell you what, it's a game tomorrow. No, 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 nothing is Paul Hunter. I'm sure he gives it a crack every <laughs> yeah. every week. But he, I, I would not want him back in that team if Paddy Wright is fi- uh, fit and firing. We'll run through the rest of the results quickly. The Dogs getting it done over the Lions 10-13-73, 8-6-54 Good to see the Dogs keeping their unbeaten streak going, getting up by 21 points in that game. So, such a shame we had to watch that in Ballarat. <laughs> the Suns and the Blues on Saturday night. Not the prettiest game to watch, not the prettiest scoring game, but the Blues getting it done by 11 points. The Giants getting over the Pies for their first win of the season. Five goal victory. Question marks raised over sort of the Pies form now. North Melbourne going down again, unfortunately, to the Crows. Battled really well three up to three. Three good quarters. Yeah, three North. quarter time. Battled really strongly. 41 yeah. points. They went down in the end. The floodgates just sort of opening. Uh, Melbourne as well, still undefeated, getting over the Cats by 25 Why points. <laughs> and Frio getting over. <laughs> Why did you, mate? Frio getting over the Hawks by 15 points as well to cap off Sunday football. Any chance of Freo kicking more uh, behinds, uh, goals and behinds? Any, uh, uh, no. If, if Nat Fife's out of the team, then probably. Oh. Just as much chance as Aaron Sanderland's pulling on the boots again and getting on for the ruck if, if Lloyd Meat goes down with injury. Yeah. I do just want to say, on, on Sunday, Arvo Footy Boys, uh, why has the Western Derby been scheduled for a Sunday afternoon? Has it? Yes. They always do it. They, they always put the show down on a Saturday night, which I love to see. But why is the Western Derby on a Sunday afternoon? I mean, who's watching it? Yeah, well... Why isn't that on a... No, I mean, I'll, I'll, watch, I'll, the, watch, I'll, I'll watch the Derby. I love, I love that. Give us a prime time Saturday night, you know, over in WA. It's I only, mean, we just complimented only, the rolling fixture and now we're... It's only 5.30 <laughs> over there for, for a 7.30 start. What's the issue with putting it on a Saturday night? Uh, none, Cat. but... There's none. We don't want to... We don't want to do... That's too sensible. That'd no. be ridiculous. Let's do our... Uh, who's the man? We're going to start with you, Alice Catalano. Oh, okay. Thanks, mate. Uh, you're very welcome. Now, it's going to be interesting to see who you've got, mate, for your Who's the Man. Give it to me. Well, uh, I've got a big, a big boy. Doc has talked about the recruit of the year, big Stiffy Martin, but the other ruck over at the Dogs is getting it done every week, and that is Timmy English. How good was he forward this week, Doc? Three goals, was marking basically everything that came his way. Uh, and then, of course, when he was chopping out in the ruck, looked good as well. Just fantastic game all around from him. I'm, I'm, telling, I'm telling you, this, this is exactly why Stefan Martin's recruit of the year for mine. He op- opens up Tim English to play a, a, a wider a wider role around the ground, whether, whether he's playing as key forward or whether or not he's playing that loose in defence. I love him a lot as a forward, and I think his kicking for goal has improved dramatically since uh, 2019. Five contested marks, seven score involvements as well. It's it's not it's not easy when you're clunking the ball in, in <laughs> shit-ass conditions in Ballarat. Yeah, yeah I mean, the conditions did not favour the bigs, but he, he did extremely well. I, I, thought all, I thought all the bigs played really well in Ballarat. Yeah, they did, yeah. they did surprisingly good. Brucey only the one goal it was this week. Yeah. But, uh, no, was that all? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, only one goal. But when but when Nordo's taking uh, two... <laughs> Two goals, five, and um, about twenty contested marks. Mm. You don't, you don't need Brucey to have a big game. Doc, who's your man this mm. week? I'm going over to the Snooze Fest on Sunday afternoon at, at Optus Stadium. I actually watched this game. It wasn't bad. Um, oh, you're about the only one, I reckon. Yeah, well, well, my dad was watching it as well. He's a Hawks supporter, so I, I was, I was, good, I was on, t- good on your papa, Doc. I, I was tuning in. Um, I'm going to go to the oldest 18 year old in the history of the league. Uh, D- David Mundy. Mate, he's still a chance for the rising star. Mate, rising star, best and fairest, Brownlow medal, give it to him. Just give it to him. Give because it to Chundy Mundy. He, he's, he's, still, he's still churning out these bloody ripping games of footy. And he's and look, it, we joke about him being the oldest, oldest teenager in the country, but as a 35-year-old, real talk, he's still putting in averages of 23 disposals a game. Five, he's not retiring, is he? Five, five clearances, five <laughs> no. inside 50, five tackles a game. On Sunday, he, he he put in another great performance. Twenty-five disposals, nine inside fifties, seven clearances. Led, mm. led led all dockers, and I think led pretty much. I think led all, all comers on the ground for clearances. If Nat Fife had kicked straight, though, it'd be nice. If if <laughs> if Nat Fife had kicked straight, Freo win by 50, 60 points. I, I had a yeah. friend who had uh, 
every leg get up but five for a goal and he goes count the six behinds count for a goal. yeah <laughs> I saw a couple of those floating yeah, around very actually very unfortunate um, yeah. but yeah anyway I'm going to go uh, to a Saturday night uh, yes mate and Collingwood v Giants and I'm going to go Cal Ward boys now I'm not just picking him for his stats, which we'll rack off real quick. 37 touches, 6 marks, 3 tackles, 7 clearances. Loves an obscure reason to pick his um, men. <laughs> 7 score involvements, 5 intercept possessions, and 3 inside 50s. But uh, the biggest thing about Wardy is uh, he's, he's he's had a tough you know couple of couple of months. Obviously, with his ACL last year, was pretty tough. Losing the captaincy for someone who uh, is a real genuine leader uh, on and off the field. But I think... Um, it was a captain's game this game. I yeah. think, um, you know, he really showed why he's still a premier inside mid in the comp. Um, and he can still, you know, bang around with the best of them, uh, even Embleberry and uh, the likes of that. So <laughs> I think there's no question <laughs> over, <laughs> over the quality that's still in this Giants inside midfield, even with the players that are out. You know, Taranto and Hopper as well are great games, but it's a great call, Callan Ward. For uh, who's the man this week? The, the, condi- the conditions in Melbourne were shocking. They were always going to play to the hands of the um, the inside mids at GWS. Hopper played a really good game, mm. and I, I reckon you could you could make a claim for about three or four other giants as well. Lockie mm. Ash, we were talking off air, played his best game. Toby, awesome. The big five. Toby Green from another lazy five. Good to see Connor Stone debuting as well for them. Yes. He had a pretty yeah, pretty serviceable very, game, I thought. Oh, I thought he looked nice with yeah. his touches. Alex Miller, run us through the <laughs> ladder real quick. Okay, so uh, the top three all undefeated: uh, Dogs, Melbourne, and Swans all. Separated on percentage. The dogs with a lovely 171 percentage. Thank you, Looking North nice Melbourne, dog. for that. Oh, Stiffy Martin inducing percentage. Uh, the two Adelaide mobs, uh, Port and the Crom, three and one. Who would have thought Stevie Nicks and his bald lid would be doing that much? Um, Stevie Nicks? Yeah, not many Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Yeah, Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Stevie Nicks has taken over and Thank he's uh, singing the Crom song. Uh, both three and one had a great start of the season, both the Australian, South Australian clubs, so they'll be partying Sorry, I'll, down I'll say there. she's singing the Crom, uh, Crom song. Just quietly on the dogs as well. Second best offense and the best defense in the league, Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Lids are staying on. Uh, staying on. <laughs> Plenty of teams in this I've middle got, bunch I've, I've here. Got, I've got to put a bit, few more nails on the lid. <laughs> the, way, the way you're talking them up, it's, it's going to be impossible. Plenty of teams bunched up around this mark from 6th uh, down to 11th, all on eight wins. Uh, it goes West Coast, Carlton, uh, Richmond make up the eight, and then Fremantle, Geelong, St Kilda, all uh, with two and two. Uh Essendon, very unfair. One and three. They've been really good to start the season, along with uh, Gold Coast, Collingwood, GWS. Brisbane should really not be one and three, but unfortunately are down there in 16th, um, along with Hawthorne, who also have a win. And North still uh, yet to pick up a W, uh, 43%. Not looking Mm. particularly great. Look, I'm expecting the Lions to bounce back against us up in Brisbane this week. Uh, Our VFL boys also travelling up to Brisbane to play the Lions over there, so... Be a good weekend. And interesting with just news as well, boys, the AFL's announced this week that VFL games will be being broadcast through KO. So a bit of exposure for the second-tier competition. That, that's great news because yeah. I, I feel like the VFL has been quite underappreciated the last mm. number of years, probably since um, ABC, uh, ever since they got taken off ABC. Yeah. I don't, know if they, don't even know if they still do it. No, no they've no, got. They, they yeah. had a uh, twenty nineteen. They were showing a few games on Channel Seven. Yeah, pre um, footy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, no. So it's good. It's good news. I'm really happy that I get a chance to at least watch the Bombers boys uh, play in the uh, second tier. See who's going well. I'm happy. Uh, ne- 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 next step: get all the VFLW games on uh, oh, KO. Yes, mate. And, uh, production and, and quite, quite possibly uh, get some chaps from the A3 to do uh, some expert <laughs> comments. Alex Doherty on KO, we wouldn't hate that. Alex Miller, a few injury updates. We've got a couple of players that are tests for this week that could be coming in. Um, and unfortunately for the Crows, Rory Sloan with a very rare injury. Mm. Detached retina he's had surgery oh, for. I mean, not particularly nice, is it? Yeah. I think the biggest thing as well is that the Crows have been performing without Matt Crouch, who's still, you know, three to five weeks away. Mm. But I think... Um, you know, still working back. Daniel Talia, thank God he's injured because it actually gives a good, uh, good. We go. don't we don't say thank God anyone's injured. No, no, right? thank God that the other guys get an opportunity like butts and it's stuff. It's the uh, the blessing in disguise, as they say. Thank you. That's what yeah, I meant yeah, to say. Yeah. Yeah, Fisher McCassie, where's I don't know where he mm. is. He'll, uh, he'll be in Victoria in about eight I'm months. I'm hearing I'm hearing word that Jackson Haitley is very likely to come back to come into the side for the first game. Oh, he better. This week. He better. He was he was good in the Sandful. Uh, I think it was last weekend, not the yes. weekend we just had. Obviously, some bad news. Uh, Callum Marshbank doing his uh, left ACL had. Serious uh, neck uh, troubles last that, season. Couldn't that, get that, on the park. That poor boy can't get a break, can no, he? No. It was in yeah in the VFL practice game against Box Hill as well. Poor bugger. 
Uh, Oscar McDonald has hurt his back carrying Carlton. He's out for 12 weeks, <laughs> according to this. Tom DeConing only one to two away, so very exciting for that. Jeez, uh, that Carlton injury list is not looking good at all. Taylor Holmes is the big one, boys, from the weekend. If things weren't bad enough for the Pies, it was initial doc, two to three weeks, and now it's anywhere between 10 to 12. So I'm not sure who did the first scan. must have been... Uh, fake doctor or I don't, I don't want to say it's Eddie Maguire I don't want to say it's this season done the pies but geez that's hard to get back it's going to be it's going to be tough yeah that was, pre- that was pretty bad um, yeah. but good news good news for Collingwood is uh, Finn McRae's making his debut oh, on, on Friday night we love that very sorry uh, for the Bombers Mason Redmond yes. looking likely to come back in this week which I'm very very happy about Dill Clark's a test as well so if we feel like bringing in a tagger you never know Clark might come in for his first game this year. Um, Paddy Ambrose, from the sounds of it, doing well in the VFL. And can stay there uh, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart's still rehab, but looking close to getting back uh, with the main group soon. Good news about uh, Alex Pierce, boys. Not as serious as, as they thought with the ACL. Only going to be three to four. Still obviously a long time, but saved himself uh, very serious damage, yeah. uh, which is good for him. A few, um, few good ins as well. The Lobster, yeah. Lockie Schultz, uh, looking likely for this week as well. The, the big questions are obviously down at uh, Geelongland. You know, we don't know where Jeremy Cameron is. Higgins is actually really bad. Four to eight weeks, boys. Didn't realise it was that yeah. serious. Dan- Danger's back this week, isn't Danger's he? No, nah, he's got one more. Oh, still one no, more. still one more. Yes, that's Oh, hang on. Yeah. No, he's no, back. He copped. No, he's back, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's back. Sorry, sorry. No. Uh, Guess he's my, back. My bad. As you mentioned, Kat, the Suns are in a bit of strife. Quite mm. a few uh, long-term injuries Yeah, here. Lemons has got to sit out this week with a concussion as well. Ooh. I think Budrick's going to be a big blow in the long run. Uh, Butter- yeah, Budrick and Wits, the ones that are just gonna really really how, how did Gal, uh, Caleb Graham go in the um the ruck on the weekend he had a crack he had a crack they both had a crack Jeez, you'd hope he'd have a crack <laughs> uh, Elijah Hollands could be uh, subject to getting Ooh. a game very very exciting Giants got a lot of injuries as we know very extensive time periods on them all Hope glandular fever for the old for Mr. Pez yeah Mr. Had, oh, him on, um, boy. had him on the radio a couple of weeks ago and he was unfortunately yeah just down with that glandular um, um, so Hopefully he gets back quickly. Granger Barras still away, away from Hawthorne. Uh, Jonathan Patton. Gunston, two to three weeks. The Hawks could bloody use him right I'll tell now. You what, I could use any forwards who can try and kick a goal. Uh, seems to be... Get Luke, me in. Luke Bruce. Ben, ben Brown and Sam Wiedemann not too far from coming back for the Ds as well. I'll tell, tell you what, Kate Simpson's putting his hand up for the mid-season draft. I'll, I'll, put, <laughs> I'll put my hand up. Uh, Jed Anderson, big blow boy. Six to eight weeks for, for North. Things are a bit harder. Um, Luke McDonald's been with his peck that he tore on the yeah. weekend. 10 to 12, cat not great. Not uh, great. I can't, can't believe you say that about North Melbourne, but they bloody need Luke McDonald. They, they need, do. They need soldiers because uh, they're running out of cattle for sure. Um, not much else going on around the league. Nothing too big. Uh, Cannon McIntosh should be back via concussion this week. Yep. Pressed here a couple of weeks. Uh, Vloshin's obviously going to be another month. Pretty bad, that injury, because I thought yeah. at first it wasn't too bad. Uh, Dan Hatterbury's still a bit of a while away. Yeah, no, he, he won't be coming back anytime soon. Um, Heaney's obviously a while. Rampy's out for a month. Uh, Elliot Yo will be interesting, boys. Uh, yeah, it's indefinite for him. The groin apparently is giving him a lot of trouble. Not great. Uh, might be a bit of osteitis pubis um, I'm hearing here and there, but... Yeah. And then uh, your mob, Doc, not looking too shabby at all. And yeah. Mitch Hannon's got a test, possibly could slot in. Crows, Crows as well could be in this week too. Who? Oh, yeah, Crows, yeah. Oh, Crows has been back training. That's good. Yeah. Um, could be, could come be... back straight in, do you think? He could be. I mean, Caleb Daniel's out for a week. Yeah. Um, so you got to make one change. So, yeah, that, that's one force changed. Um, yeah. Where's good. Zane Cordy at, Doc? Now, I know Lewis Young was a late inclusion on the weekend for uh, Lapinskivy. Doesn't look doesn't look good for him, does it? No, no. Yeah. it's really strange because I thought he was he was the man. Yeah. Oh, no. oh look, I think Zane Cordy has. Z- I think Zane Cordy's been a very good one on one defender. Um, also a very good third third tall. But I think his disposal's been pretty shocking. Mm. Um, been been a bit ordinary. Um, I liked Lewis's Young's game on the week. Oh, he was good, Lewis. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ba- he should be in every week. Ba- oh. ba- bloody tight. It, 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 it's a shame it had to come to the expense of Ryan Gardner, who's been playing some pretty decent footy himself. Mm. But I thought after seeing those preseason games from Young last year, I thought he was going to be a lock in the side. Yeah, so same. hopefully he gets more opportunities this well, apparently, season. Apparently, Bevo hates him. Apparently. Well, the thing was, yeah, he threw him forward, and then obviously things changed with Jamar mm. and Bruce hitting some form. So now he's I, he's definitely a good backman. He preferred back. I yeah. Think, anyway. oh, he, Absolutely. Yeah. I Josh, think. Josh Shackey's fit, isn't he, Doc? Yeah, Sha- Shackey's fit, but he's not. Yeah, he... And also requesting a trade. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be keeping a watchful eye on him in the VFL this week, I think. And if he looks like he's not even up to VFL standard, I think it's going to be very, very dangerous for him. Yeah. I think he should be playing AFL footy somewhere. I think that... Somewhere. 
I don't know where. North Melbourne would be an obvious choice because they've got nothing. But I think um, I see him getting a crack at the Giants or... Um, the Giants don't need a forward. Yeah, Hawthorne? No. Definitely. Hawthorne, maybe. Definitely. If, if guys like Mitch Lewis aren't performing, Tim O'Brien's spotty is always... Tim O'Brien should not be on a list. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're complaining about Josh Shackey, have a look at Tim O'Brien. <laughs> and his disgusting head. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, no, look... I would, I would like to see Josh Hackey get opportunities elsewhere. He's probably not going to get any here anytime soon because you've got Bruce Norton, uh, English yeah, English like English, English <laughs> playing forward now as yeah. well, and then you've got yeah. Jamara waiting in the wings. Surprised mm. I didn't you know flip him in the off season, but anyway, that's how it Plain is. discussion to be had. I think that's going to be us done. Oh, actually, wait, no, sorry. Tips, tips. I nearly forgot them. We got the tips. Let's uh, run through our tips for the big round five of footy. Big round five of footy. Oh, boys, and tomorrow night, uh, Maddie's match, St Kilda versus Richmond. It's always a good one. Always a great call. Miller, uh, you don't play at Marvel Stadium all too often, um, so it'll be interesting how you play the ground. And Saints obviously riding high after getting the victory on the weekend. I'm nervous. I'm extremely nervous for this game. I'm, ne- I'm nervous for your mob, because I don't know who to pick. It's game on. I think, um, look, there's gonna, we have to make some changes. Anyone coming mm. back in? Uh, I not off the top of my head. I think though the only one was um, McIntosh, McIntosh should yeah. come in and Caddy should not be the sub. Yep. I think Martin probably unfortunately will get a spell. I think they should keep Mansell in. Yep. Uh, drop Pickett. Um, and get Nate. <laughs> you say that every, every week. Every week. I mean, he's terrible every get, week. Get Collier Dawkins a game for I Christ's sake. Nate sure Collier Dawkins in for Pickett, and then yeah. Caddy and. Um, I could see even Collier football. Dawkins coming in for Ross, maybe. No, no, yeah, Ross no, no disrespect to Will Martin or Ryan Mansell, but if they're getting a game over Riley Collier Dawkins, what the hell yeah. do you have to do? I, I think the kid is likely to be requesting a trade at the end of the year if he just can't crack you'd into think that side. So. Like, uh, seriously. You'd think so for his sake. So. Yeah. Lots to go on there. I'm going to go my mob, though. Can't not back them because I backed them even on Friday. So I'm going Richmond. I think the... Th- oh, no. Yeah, I'll go Tigers. I'll go Tigers. Three goals, though. Very close. Very oh. close. Might go the Saints. Okay. Going to pick an edgy one. I think e- <laughs> Eagles pies, Friday night. I'm going to go yeah, the talk, Eagles. Talk about an edgy one. No, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> the, the only edge in this is... Uh... The <laughs> I tried to talk it up at the start, but I, I, look, I think it might be a close game, a, a closer game than some might suggest. The Pies always like to take it up to the Eagles, other than, of course, that smashing last year, but they'll be... I think the final will be firmly in both of these teams' minds, um, the yeah. elimination final from last year. I'm going to say the Eagles do it, though. Yeah, I'll get the Eagles. I, I, th- I think Collingwood will make some, some form of statement in this game, and they'll serve it to the Eagles, but I, I expect the Eagles to get it done yeah. after like, after like, after this This is weekend. a danger game for me, Doc. Saturday footy. Dogs and Suns. This is a danger game. A danger game. It, because they're travelling high. They're 4-0. Mm. The Suns have nothing to lose. Yeah. No, I, I, I get... Oh, I'm a bit worried. I, I, I don't think you'll get up. No, I, 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 I feel you. I feel you. I, th- I think it's going to be... A, it's an important game for us because I think last time the Suns played us in at Marvel, we got we we lost by less than a kick. Ooh, what a that was a cracker of a game. Well, I say a cracker. It was a pretty shit quality game. No, it was a, no, <laughs> mate. You you are kidding yourself if you're telling me that that was a quality game. The end of the game was a cracker. Yes. Oh yeah, probably the most exciting five minutes yeah. of my weekend. Bloody um, hell! I think the Dogs will do it. I've got every faith that they can get over the Suns. I think these injuries are just adding up too quickly. Yeah, for the Suns. yeah. I, I reckon that, that, that they're going to exploit the ruck option, the ruck really really well here. The Dogs. I think that, Big stiffy to have sixty hit. Stiffy will get something. Um, <laughs> a stiffy. <laughs> thirty hit out. Thirty, thirty-five hit out. What so about like, the rocks? And of, of course, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go the dogs. Of course, before this game as well, the AFLW Grand Final will be on. So make sure you tune in for that as well. We've given our tips and all that in the AFLW. So make you listen to that. There's too. two games at the same time on Saturday. Well, that's because they had to push it back because of the AFLW uh, Grand Final. Why they didn't just schedule just, it earlier? Yeah. To be like you know. Twelve. <laughs> I don't know. At a um, different time. Uh, but the, 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 what are they called? Battle of the Bridge. Battle of the Bridge. Oh, what a, what a shit name. What, one of the, one of the worst names to, for, for a derby. Yeah, the bridge. It's Go interesting. I love bridge? The, I do love that the Giants got a win the week before this because it makes it a bit yeah. more uh, interesting, but I think the Swannies will get it done. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think Sydney will get it done. Too easy. much class. Yep. Sydney. Too much class. Uh, Saturday night, Carlton and Port. Port. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm going to say Port. Interesting that it is at the G. I mean, short odds there for Carlton. Um, um, Port. I'm back in Port in, though. I actually don't know. Um, I think they'll bring it up to them. They always play well against Port, the Blues. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I think they'll take it up to them, but Port will still win. Thinking. 
No, I, I, okay. I, I, I do like Port. I was going to say. Okay. No I, I, I do. I do like Port, but I think I think the Blues have shown plenty the last mm. couple of weeks. Yeah. The other Saturday night Good game, the Lions and the Dons <laughs> up at Alex the Miller Fort- doesn't care. Up at the Fortress, as Alex Miller says, they've had a tough yep. few weeks traveling on the road. The Lions, but finally they get to come back home. Uh, I think they'll get it done over us. Uh, I think it'll be a good contest, though. Uh, mm. But, yeah, I think Brisbane will uh, end up getting this one done. Doc? I'm going to say the Lions. Joe Danaher has a big one. Yeah, of course he bloody does. <laughs> uh, the Crows and the Dockers. <laughs> Sunday afternoon footy. The Crom are flying. I think they will do nicely against the Dockers here. I think they'll get the win at home. At Adelaide Oval, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Crom. I'm going for Oh, I know. No, you are like an upset. No, you are not. I'm going Fremantle. <laughs> Alex Miller, you are not. I am. I've tipped them so many times this year, and they've shit on me from <laughs> a great height. So come on, Dockers. <laughs> Hawthorne me. and Melbourne in the beautiful 320 time slot. Our favourite of the week. Melbourne. Melbourne. Not Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think that's just how we should tip the horse so, every week. So, not Hawthorne. That's the last time I'm picking Hawthorne in a game. Did you and back him? Did you against? Yeah, I, I tipped him against Freo. At a monumental 12:50 odds on Sunday afternoon, Geelong and North Melbourne. I've got a. <laughs> how, how can you put 12:50 on North? I've got a uh, Geelong is it, supporter. Is it a Canadian pub? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've okay. got a Geelong supporter who is heading down to this game, and he has told me that if North win. We will never see him again. <laughs> and he's he won't worried. Come back. He's honestly worried. Oh, I shouldn't be too worried. I think he just doesn't see anything from his team. The North put up their best three quarters of the year last week, but <laughs> doesn't say much. It doesn't I mean, say it's much. a four quarter game. Isn't the it? Cats will capitalise on everything they do wrong. Surely, um, Cats. Lucky Young play last week. Yeah, the yeah, he played. He played it, it, for. Um, Played for the other team, I reckon. Yeah, he butchered that. He was the sub, and but um, he sh- he shouldn't be getting the game. I'm I'm, I'm, tell- I'm telling I'm telling you. Is there marquee signing though? <laughs> Where is um? Jane Simpson has entered. Where's R two? Get him in. Yeah, Where get R two D two. Get him in. Yeah, get R two in. Apparently, um. Tristan Sherry had a good one in the VFL practice game. Matt McGuinness looking lively in the forward line. I mean, too. they're hardly big names to come save. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, the odds will go into 11 I'm going to say Sherry's a, Sherry's a better ruck option than Tom Campbell. Oh, I don't know why moment. Tom Campbell played. He just looked like he had diabetic I, I didn't even know he was still on North's list, Tom Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> he, looked, looked, he looked as fast oh, as a turtle on the weekend. Go back and win another VFL. So I'm going to go no, um, Ge- Geelong, not North. Yes, all right, good stuff, Yeah, Ge- Yeah, Geelong. Um, well, with that said, uh, I think that's all we've got this week. Alex Doherty has a good little clip to play us off this, uh, this episode, so we're very keen for that. We'll get that all set up now. Um, and until next time, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. Now, and listen, in, listen in to a great little clip here from the weekend. From, it, we, we, love a, we love a good gap here, so let's just get into it. We've been 203 centimetres. 112 kilos. Fuck! A big blow! Thanks for that, Joe. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.